Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman. Wait, does he have to say it three times to become Wonder Woman? How do you do this? What does no. Linda Carter do? Linda Carter just is a badass. She just spins around and that's it? No, she spins around to change her outfit. Well, how come she didn't do it in this one? Really? You didn't need to. It's her first time becoming Wonder Woman. She didn't know what the fuck she was yet until now she's no part two. She's like, oh, now I have a, you know, I'm like Clark Kent. And I'm like, do not compare her to Clark Kent, please. She tried to be. She wore glasses. At least she has like, like, I don't know who she is. This movie's way better than Superman. Let me tell you that much. I would not say way. Mm -hmm. Good evening and welcome to Three and a Half Gentlemen. I'm going to try to do that one time. Chris Pine. Good evening. And welcome to Three and a Half half Gentlemen. gentlemen. Nah, I can only Could you get all sexy with it? (laughs) Good evening. Good evening. Good Welcome evening. to Three and a Half Gentlemen. No, no, we're not talking about a Wow, a you DJ. sound like Chris Pine right there. One, two, three. Good, Good evening. evening. Good evening. Two of Welcome us. Welcome to Three and a Half Gentlemen. I wasn't ready. The podcast for the three of the <laughs> I'm trying to go slow. It's hard. Let's do it one more time. Okay. One, two, three. Good, Good evening. And welcome to Three and a Half Gentlemen, the podcast where three of the four hosts provide a refined and intellectual analysis of movies from our private collections and one who tries desperately to keep up. We'll let you decide which host is which, but for now, my name is Sean, and with me are my co-hosts as always, Jeremiah. What up, yo? Eduardo. You're stronger than you believe. And Brandon. I really just think I hate superhero movies. With every review, we That's tell you how many not drinks one. it takes to get through each movie selection at the end of the pot. With a bunch of startup capital, anyone can be Batman, excuse me. <laughs> how dare you? With every review, we tell you how many drinks it takes to get through each movie selection. At the end of the podcast, we'll rate the movie based on a scale of 0 to 5. 0 is a perfect film that you can watch Stone Cold Sober, and 5 is a terrible film you must be bound with a lasso of truth to enjoy. In addition to so our review, true. we generally pair our selection with a cocktail that we hope will enhance the viewing experience. We invite you now to shake, stir, stir, or mix the cocktail that we've chosen and settle in for what we hope will be an engaging review. Is it engaging or very engaging review? It depends um, on it, de- it, it. It depends <laughs> on the movie. What movie are we going to uh, uh, bring in tonight, Brandon? Well, tonight we're going to continue our superhero series with the 2017 American film based on the DC comic character Wonder Woman. This film was intended to be the fourth installment in the expanse of DC EU that has since fallen completely to shambles. Oh, I have to agree with you on that. Uh, shambles, shambles. <laughs> Sorry, I added a little. Yeah, yeah. Direct yeah. no. <laughs> personal on this one. <laughs> Directed by Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman stars Gal Gadot in the title role alongside Chris Pine. This is the second live-action theatrical film featuring Wonder Woman following her debut in 2016's Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice. Justice. That was pretty bad, by the way. Your name is Martha? Let me just go ahead and say this, though. The fact that uh, the, uh, the summary here is literally two and a half lines long when other ones have been like eight lines long tells you how quality of the film. Anybody? No, actually, I, I, I wanted to leave the limited plot <clears throat> to the actual discussion and not really get it caught up in, uh, oh, in, the, cool. you know, in the paragraph. Grab, Eddie, grab the freaking lasso of truth the, uh, for this the cocktail, show. please. Uh, as we mentioned, with each movie, we try to pair the tone, feel, and overall impact of the story of a cocktail. Sometimes the drink would be referenced directly in the film, and other times the drink would be simply inspired a film, like a Bond movie, shaken, not stirred, with a, vo- a vodka martini. <laughs> Tonight, since Brandon has taken the lead of the cocktail, Brandon... 
Actually, I'm going to be taking oh, this lead Jeremiah, from Brandon. I'm sorry. Want to go again? Because. Did you get the skit? That's my fault. My script is bad. Script, right. Oh, shush. <laughs> Jeremiah, go ahead. I'm sorry about the host. Okay. Want to go again? That's go right. <laughs> no, I'm just going to keep all of this in. Okay. Jeremiah, <laughs> you. It's raw. It's real. You. Yeah. It's you. Jeremiah, you. Yeah. You. You. Uh, all right, everyone. Tonight we're going to be actually drinking down the Wonder Woman cocktail. The Wonder Woman cocktail is something that we're not like, hey, you know what? Let's actually have some fun times. We're celebrating Superhero Month and everything like that, which is actually April, I believe. But you know, we're just like kind of like you know whatever. So the ingredients is one ounce of coconut rum. Yes. One and a half ounce of cranberry juice. Holy shit. Uh, one splash of grenadine. 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 Yeah. Grenadine, right? Yeah. yeah. I said it. One ounce of mango rum, one yes! and a half ounce of orange juice, one and a half ounce of pineapple juice. It's good. It's tasty. It's Enjoy. A it's, it's a lot, lot of juice. Of it's a lot of sweetness. It's a lot of. I would rate this cocktail right on a behind scale it. One with the six. cotton candy. Yeah, like a five and a half of. Oh, it's gonna give me a heart attack with how much. Well, let me just tell you, it's gonna give you a headache or diabetes. I'm okay with either. Diabetes. I'm okay with all of the above. Oh, Wilford well, Bremley. If you want more information about our cocktail, our recipe, you can go to our website at thegentlemanpodcast.com. Uh, Brandon, give us a little introduction regarding to what we are all about with this podcast. So to give you guys a little background on our selection process for the second season, we're going to be reviewing movies that we, however tenuously, can link together by theme, actors, and or subject. Again, we're trying to keep uh, to our mandate and review movies that shape how stories have been told throughout time and even how we think they're going to be told in the future on screen. So we won't be talking about the movie straight through. Instead, Damn. we'll let our conversation flow naturally. That said, that said, we'll be touching on different film aspects, including the plot, characters, direction, director of photography, and anything else that might come up. Is this a new part? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a totally revised script for season three. Thank so. God. Thank God. Uh, the, yeah, so the listen. Blue, what, we listen, have the Blue like Milk of Tatooine? Five star. <laughs> <laughs> That's, so running joke for everybody, every script we get is the Blue Milk of Tatooine as our drink. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, Go back to the end of season one, Use and we'll find out. We actually yeah, might have, and then also, have, uh, also the Lilo cocktail never changes, so it's always one person for like the whole season. It's like Brandon; he's done every movie. The Lilo cocktail. We might actually have like uh, uh, merchandise for three other gentlemen. What is the drink for tonight? Blue, Blue milk of tattooing. <laughs> we should do merchandise, guys. Be ready for that in season three, hats. everybody. I would like to do hats. Oh, hats and shirts, and hats and tees, hats and tees, hats and tees, hats and tees, long sleeve. Who wears a long sleeve short sleeve? People, yeah, in I always wear long people listening in New York oh, or I, Tennessee you know what? I think a great or look, Massachusetts a great look, or Wisconsin. Long sleeve t-shirt with shorts. I think people it's great. You roll it up country. a little bit to the cuff. I think it's awesome. Oh, my God. I feel hot when I wear that. Hey, that's so it's California. Oh, that's and why I feel hot. Okay, anyway. All right, so we've got present day. The movie, uh, I was going to set up the character with that's, regard to okay. coming out of Dawn of Justice. We don't need to. We might have to because some, some people Some of us haven't seen Dawn of Justice. This is actually a sequel? No, see, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So this was, <laughs> technically, it was a standalone movie, but what the, in trying to so what what I didn't like about the DCU, what they tried to do is instead of what the MCU or Marvel Cinematic Universe, what they did was they created individual characters, and then brought them together in a movie called The Avengers. I, I'm not. I'm, what is that movie? <clears throat> Let's talk about DC. I should probably see that movie at some point. Yeah. Anyway, that's terrible. What the um, what the DCU did is they brought a Avengers like movie to begin with, and then gave everyone a, a shoot off of that movie so they kind of did the opposite of what the mcu did and the problem with it is that they they didn't quite give you a, a background on each character before they plunged you into universe what i did like about um wonder woman is that you did get in in the in the dawn of justice movie you did get a sense that she was essentially immortal that she lived forever and that she kind of 
um, had had been around to see the world. I guess that's that's. What Let's put it this way: in Batman versus Superman, she actually stole the movie from both Superman and Batman, and everyone was talking about Wonder Woman and her little part that she had in that movie. Okay, so Justice League also came out in 2017, and Wonder Woman came out in 2017. Yeah, so it was like it was like early in the early in the year, and then later in the year. A lot of just push. There was push. a lot of. There was a lot of. They DC were trying push. to force it down. Like they were trying to do the whole MCU thing, and they completely just like when they did Dark Knight, the Batman Christopher Nolan movies. They just they peaked, and then they just couldn't figure out what to do after that. And right. then they saw Marvel just keep succeeding and succeeding, and they were just trying to compete, and they completely just you know crash and burn. I mean, think about this: you're you're a studio that has the rights to essentially half of all superheroes, and you're watching your opponent have movie after movie after movie of a billion dollars. That's literally what they were doing is the DCU was watching the MCU have a billion dollar check written to them essentially three times a year for five years, starting with Iron Man and going through the Avengers. It was huge money. Yeah. So I just want to make, make the first you see of Wonder Woman is in Batman versus Superman, Donald Justice, right? right? And then Justice League and then Wonder, Wonder no. Woman? Wonder Woman was in between okay. Justice League and... I right? never I never watched Justice yeah, League. Yeah, so basically this was the movie after Batman versus Superman. Okay. And in this a lot of ways, out. Batman versus Superman set up this movie it, uh, uh, at least that. in I her do, character. I do remember that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so Brandon, you're right. So it starts off present day Paris. She's in the Louvre. She... she uh, Receives a photographic plate from Wayne Enterprises, accompanying letter from Bruce, um, and it basically brings her back. And this is what I love about this. Uh, she's very similar to Captain America in this way, where she's lived so long that you can kind of put her in any period in history, and she kind of works. Where, versus other characters, which are very linear, she's all over the place. You can bring her back to ancient Greece, for God's sakes, and it would be really cool. So does she not age from uh, the f- Six-year-old that we first meet her at because she is outside of the bubble. I think she. I think is that know, what it is. Yeah, I think that. So I think she would age inside the bubble. Yeah, and then since she's she crosses outside of the bubble of the island. So how does she, how ages she ages inside the bubble? Because it's well, because obviously when we first meet her, she's like six or seven years old, right? And she's watching. And the everyone training. has everyone has aged in the bubble, you can, right? There's some old so, people in the bubble. Well, and this this story is steeped in Greek mythology. But I was gonna say because Even, like, she is ages. He's a half right. demigod. So, but she's beyond. Okay, so, so I mean, we're gonna get into the mythology a little bit. But the Amazonians were created by Zeus, but then we have her who was literally Zeus's daughter. Right, right. Not just created, but half. Half, half God, Zeus. she's she's a half deity for yeah. sure. <laughs> half God. Uh, all right, so so <laughs> oh my half God. So let's talk a little bit. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about her character as a, as a um, kind of an addition to the the cinematic universe of superheroes. Number one, number two, about Gal Gadot as an actress, and then third, I kind of want to touch on um, the setup of having her. Uh, kind of created created from a island of of powerful women. I kind of want to talk about those three things in concert. Brandon, what was the first part? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> I just heard Gal Gadot, and I was like, let's oh talk, yes. Let's talk about her as a character. Okay, uh, like uh, yeah. Wonder Woman as a character. Let's talk about Gal okay. Gadot as portraying that. character. No, no, we just need Gal. to start with one. Okay, no, I think that um, Gal Gadot uh, as a, a character. Wonder Woman as a character. I think that it's an interesting introduction that we have to her. Right, we have this introduction to her. Yeah, in Paris, but then really we have it as her as a kid, and we see her maturation from little kid to this badass freaking warrior, which to me was a really cool thing. 
um, take away the special effects that were terrible and the silly training um, and things like that, which I'll talk about a little bit later. But I think it's a really good introduction to the the fighter that she becomes. Right, we get to see the the fighting background that she comes from as an Amazonian. I thought it actually did really well when they actually introduced the story about like you know the mythology of it. You know, Zeus, uh, Ares the battle and everything like that, it kind of gave like an introduction on what was going to happen or what kind of like foreshadowing what was going to happen during the movie. So I thought it actually did a really good job on that part. But it just seemed like that whole scene when they were training, when I, it was just like, was it like front of like a green screen this whole time? Well, it just felt like it was just like not blending in correctly. To me, you know the what I'm CGI saying? was absolutely terrible. And another thing that I thought, and I know we'll ex- expand on this, but the pacing was terrible. I thought that we had so much of this kind of training sequence on this land of Amazon or whatever whatever land it is. What's it called? Yeah, the bubble. The, the bubble. It's called the bubble. Um, the bubble, right? It, the, to me, the pacing was so bad. And then the characterization is one of the things that I really, really had a tough time with is that we don't actually care about any of these characters because we don't really know any of these characters. Did you? Did Eddie? I, I feel you with that. There was a lot of. There was almost like you were waiting for somebody else to get inter, inter, you know introduced, mm-hmm. and there was just like okay, there was just a bunch of people here yeah. that I have no no need to know about. See, and it, it was cool that I understand that like the pacing though she was becoming a warrior and she, right. that that's what she wanted and that was her her you know her I don't know I'm trying to think of a word her destiny her destiny yeah. exactly and that's what her mom's trying to hold her up against and mm-hmm. doesn't want that because we don't really yeah. want to know who she is because she has all this power that's kind of that's cheaper trap and yeah. she was destined to carry the god killer which was the sword and which the is shield. actually her shield which, which ends up being her which ends up being her yeah. but uh, yeah uh, but you kind of have this uh, to me anyone brought up in mythology is always interesting mm-hmm. so uh, you you Brandon you made a comment you don't really know who she is. I would I would agree and I do disagree. She doesn't know who she is. Right. She is what everyone has told her her whole life. Mm. And then she meets Steve, who I think is a humanizing character in this movie beyond belief. It's almost like it's almost like um he's the superhero and she's the normal person and when they meet when they meet it's it's the opposite. So like when everyone meets Batman for the first time, Batman is a superhero. He c- comes in to save the day. Um, it's the opposite in this movie where she's a superhero. She's from this island of badass chicks that kick ass. And then he is like this kind of fragile, frigid human who mm-hmm. then is going to teach her about like the outside world. Right. Well, I'm you above know? average man. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm saying that <laughs> here, here's, here's one of my biggest problems um, with this movie as a whole and pacing and characterization kind of all rolled into one is I'm watching this movie and I don't have the, the, the superhero background that I know you guys do and a lot of people do, and that's great. Um, I don't know that, that Wonder Woman is half God. So when she, okay, here's one example. When she jumps literally off a cliff and just flies or jumps for a quarter of a mile and then she lands on the side of the building and she, she grabs in with her fingernails. Like, okay, so I'm watching this whole thing and I'm going, what the hell? Like, literally, this is the dumbest thing. Now, in retrospect, after I saw the end and I found out that she's literally a god, right. it makes a whole lot more sense. So for me, I literally had three quarters of this movie ruined because I'm watching it going, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. This is pointless. This but is you, not. You should have you should have gotten the fact that she was a god from the opening uh, sequence where they talked about the Olympians being the gods. Well, they, they no, no, because they were made by Zeus. So if we're going into then, Christian Christian theology no 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 but what i'm saying is that that god created man man and woman in this it's the same concept uh, in this movie was a shocker i would agree with you that it was not well done because when aries shows up at the end i was like 
who the fuck is Aries? Like, what happened? But at the same time, or excuse me, who, who the frick is Aries? What, yeah, what, yeah. What's going on? But at the same time, I went watching it the second time. I was like, oh, so basically Zeus wounds Aries, mm-hmm. preserves no. his power on this island, which is to me why they don't age. Mm-hmm. And they're the protectors of the God Killer, which is not just a sword, but it's the it's the chosen one. No, and that's yeah. good. He's going to rise up against Aries yeah. and kill her. No, and that's Go good on. because I will never see this one a second time. Yeah. So I, I, no, for me though, okay, so just talking about characterization, and, and I know you want to jump some, but um, you have Antiope, which, you know, is Robin Wright. And I, I love Robin Wright since Jenny. Uh, I love Robin Wright. I hate Princess Bride. But anyway, I oh, think that she's my fantastic. Goodness right? gracious. She's so fantastic. Boring. Robin Wright she is, is a fantastic a ter- actress. She's a fantastic actor, oh. but her character here was wasted. And that's what I'm talking about with characterization. This this character in Taipei is supposed to be somebody that Diana is looking up to, and all we get are training sequences. There's no kind of reason why Diana that's her would. Aunt? Yeah, her aunt. Okay. Like yeah. we only find out after she's dead. Oh my gosh, that's my aunt. Yeah, there's like, not a there's lot of not there's not a lot of character development. Not other character than, development at all. Other than power development. Yes. And that's where I think something like Spider-Man really does succeed over mo- other movies is that he actually learns the value of his of his power, not necessarily just how to climb walls. Well, I think it's too that we meet him. Maybe we don't get to know him, but we meet him before he becomes his superhero other right. self. And this is this is why I like this is why I like Superman. This is why I like Wonder Woman is because they are different. They are born with their power. This is their true selves and they're thrust into a world where people don't they, they're, they're, they're the oddball. They're the different one. They, they, they haven't been bitten by radioactive spider. They didn't create a cool suit. They are who they are, and they're trying to fit into normal humankind. I'm going to ask you guys a question. I didn't mean I didn't get a chance to really ask this question when we did a Black Panther last week. but Or, I'm sorry, Superman the other ago, week. Yeah, yeah Superman. Uh, since we're doing DC films and whatnot, who is your favorite comic book DC character? I mean, obviously, we're going to say Batman. Wait, are you going to go? Are you talking movies or are you talking about comics? I'm talking about Characters. 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 Oh, hands down. And and I will. I actually talked to Sean off cam- off mic, uh, not camera. We we are going to be cameraing. Uh, I believe three, season yeah. three. So be ready on the lookout for what we look like. I need to work out. Yeah, you do. Um, no, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we do. That was terrible. That was so rude. That Everyone else so has a beard. Yeah, Besides me, oh I need my gosh, <laughs> we need to grow. We need Duck Dynasty. This shit. Just a mustache. Oh, the Tapatio man. Oh yeah. No, you should have like a Bill beer where you just flow it. So my favorite character. I'm going to jump in. And I feel like he doesn't get enough recognition sometimes. But in the comic books, not the movies, comic books, I always gravitated towards Robin. I don't know why. I just had this weird, uh, I just liked his his bat story. It was kind of a cool, like he's this orphan. Dick Grayson Robin? Is there Ooh. any other? I mean, I know the yeah, answer is yes. 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 Yeah. But Dick Grayson. Many. No. no. But we're going, no, we're going Dick Grayson, right? Yes. Yeah. We're going Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> Chris O'Donnell. He said Obvious, it in the comic honest, books, not in the movie. Obviously, him Chris too. Okay, I mean, who doesn't love a good Chris O'Donnell? Uh, uh, no, that's a good one. That's yeah, good. Sean, what about you? Uh, uh, okay, so Superman is by far mythologically my favorite superhero, without a doubt. However, I am a huge fan. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Captain Marvel or the original Captain Marvel, which is now Shazam. They I thought we were doing DC. No, he said Captain overall. Marvel. Well, I always talk about what's your favorite DC. And Captain DC Marvel movie. is DC. Yeah. So Captain Marvel is Shazam. Is that Levi movie? We, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Captain Marvel. That's the original Captain Marvel. Okay, well, what's it's Captain Billy Marvel Bat- with the girl? Captain Marvel is the that I'm so confused Marvel now. knockoff crap. <laughs> so Billy Batson being able to be a bullied kid. I love Shazam. Amazing. <laughs> and so that, to me, has always been my, my all-time favorite kind of 
All right, hero. I got you. So Brandon. me being a non-comic book fan, non-superhero fan, but an absolute geek for Batman, uh, I'm going to say Batman, and I'm going to say it for a couple reasons. Number one, because this is why I'm talking to Sean. No, I, now I got to change my I'll name. Be a, I'll Damn be a Robin. Um, no, I was actually hoping I was going to ask you off. off my will be, be my. That works. <laughs> so who the hell are you now, Joker? Jer? Okay. Uh, no. Like okay. Joker, so actually. so I love Batman for a couple reasons. Number one. One of the things I can't stand about superhero movies and superheroes in general is just com- the p- complete lack of any kind of grounding in realism, right? When you have these characters, these women characters, these Amazonian characters who are jumping off a horse, shooting seven arrows, kicking somebody in midair, having those arrows land, and then they, they just land gracefully on their feet, to me it's just it's the dumbest thing in the world. But with Batman, everything is grounded in some form of reality. He's got a grappling gun. He can go scale scale buildings because he's got the grappling gun. He has all of his little tools made by Michael Caine and uh, and our, Lucius Fox, bro. Lucius Fox, um, Morgan Bruh. Freeman. But but see, here's what I'm saying. It's all grounded in some form of reality, right? When he beats the shit out of somebody, he beats the shit out of somebody with his fists. He doesn't rely on some magical, mystical thing, mythological thing. So I love Batman, and then I do love the character of Bruce Wayne being this tortured person right, who is so kind of flipping between the two I've concepts given you, yeah. i've given this thought you, you've said this many times many times where you like a sense of realism i do and i am going to rebut that with everything i have because to me i know they're movies, not superheroes no, no. okay movies in general are about how you feel and this is i am not a feelings person you know this very well i am i feel let down when okay. i see a superhero but, movie but when you're when you watch a movie and you can feel like at the end of Avengers, uh, Infinity God, War, God. the new oh. Avengers movie, mm-hmm. where all them all the all all the characters from the entire fucking freaking universe showed up in one scene, that was uplifting. It was an up. It, it made me feel something. It made me cry. Maybe, yeah, it made <laughs> me feel emotional. Um, I, I feel like the the movies are not supposed to be necessarily real based in reality. They're supposed to have an air of whimsy. They're supposed to take you out of reality and give you something that you can't get ordinarily. I'm going to have to agree with Brandon here. I think, um, I gravitates more to the darkness of like Gotham city, just how it's dark. I believe like Batman is the greatest detective of all time. And I just love how it's gritty. And I believe in the dark night for so many ways. And you talk about like, those movies that you watch and when i see the dark knight when i see everyone is trying to hate and like you know destroy him and whatnot he's running away but he's doing it because you know he's he could take that weight he could take everyone's problem and make it on his own and i think when that movie ends in the dark knight it's the most fucking like greatest thing ever because you know like he will live on forever regarding to what he has to do. I like what you said, the grittiness. And I think yeah. maybe that maybe that's what it is okay. more than the realism. So I'll give you gritty. Let's bring it back yeah, to Wonder, let's bring about the Wonder Woman, guys. So. Yeah. Well, no, it's polished. Well, and that's what I like about so Wonder Woman, polished. too, though, is that she was a polished, like, even though later in the movie where she gets sent into, um, you know, the, the Great War, she is... That scene where she slides on her on her uh, knee pads, where she uses the lasso of truth, where she uses her her uh, shield. Shield. She's got this grace to her that I think uh, there's only so many ways you can make a character look on screen. Batman is kind of uh, taking the the gritty. I'm gonna get punched. I'm gonna punch. That's he's the only one who can do that. Superman punches you and you go through nine buildings. Um, you know you, have, you, you the Flash goes really fast around you. This was a way different way to make it look elegant and beautiful, much the way that they made um, 
three Black Widow? No, Black Widow um, have this this very elegant fighting style where she was almost under uh, um how do you say it? Like she 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 was never going to beat these big muscle bound She was trained beefcakes. and she was able to She was going to throw yeah, like like she knew how, she knew she knew her right? yeah, she, she knew what she was good at. Based. It wasn't about Overpowering them with strength, it was about being better, a better fighter. And I think, okay, so I think that gracefully, the, like yeah. tactical. Like. Yeah, so that's, to me, it works on two levels. I think that the movie, yeah, I, I like the grittiness of the Batman movies or the Batman character as far as like how he's presented. So I'm not saying that Wonder Woman needs to be presented as gritty because she is a beautiful, kick-ass, you know, character. What I think is is so frustrating to me is. Um, is this sense of oh we, we're we're just gonna th- let her do whatever and I know that she's part god I, I get that but that last battle between her and and Hermes her, her Ares. brother Ares. Ares. and this is and right? this, it's, I blame just, the DCU. it's just silly so the DCU has these has these epic stupid fights with fire and force and power it's like there's no there's it's power versus power and when you have characters that are our gods you. It's not fun yeah, to watch. Can, can she die? Like, could he have yeah, killed her? Yeah, who knows? Because Only I don't God think can so. kill a God. Well, they, they did right. say that. Well, yeah, but she she was like destined or whatever to be the one yeah. to kill him. But right. I, I mean, well, could she have died? Let, let's, let's talk about like Chris <laughs> Pine too, actually, yeah. because I think the chemistry between yeah, Gal, yeah. yeah Gal and Chris Pine is just it makes the movie for what it is, and you're actually you're really about their character. To be fair with Gal, she's a she's still kind of new to the. The, and, and she's, she's 2012 or 2009 she's just started acting and she started Fast and Furious right yeah. like, I mean like this is her first big role by herself I'm as a really, lead actress I'm really looking forward to her in Death of the Nile um, yes I am where too. she's it's a very sexy movie but she's she, I don't know if you know anything about the movie but she plays a very rich uh, very well to do strong woman I'm very much looking forward to her interplay with Army Hammer what I was shocked about, and it's very much like um, Daisy Ridley when she did Murder on the Orient Express, um, I thought Daisy Ridley was a terrible actor based on Star Wars. And then you look at other movies, and See, she's I thought she really... was much better in Star Wars than she was on Murder. Oh, she's super wooden in Star Wars. Super, And I think Gal Gadot had the same thing, where she was super unemotional, kind of... And this is my criticism of um, Wonder Woman versus this this movie. I think Gal Gadot was amazing compared to the train wreck that was... That was uh, Justice Captain League, Marvel. no oh, Captain Marvel, no. Um, and what's her Brie Larson? Oh God, that was just a tragedy of a movie. This, this was interesting. She was she was upbeat, and I think her camaraderie or her, um, like you said, her chemistry with Chris, Chris Pine. Pine was he. It saved the movie because you had this this foreplay and this interplay between them that was just really good. I thought when I was watching this, I was like, man, Chris Pine is a freaking movie star. Like you know, he's got he's got. He's got that beautiful face, and I, I mean that all, in all seriousness, right? He he looks like a classic movie star. He does look like a classic you know? movie star, and I you probably don't haven't seen like seen some, some of his movies. I still think like seriously when he broke out in that um, the hell the high water movie. Yeah, that was a good one. I, yes. Jesus, yeah, I mean I was just like wow, that is a movie star, and I think man, he just pretty much owned it. And I'm really kind of, ex- you guys might not be excited to see one Wonder Woman eighty four, but I am really happiness to is know that, that he's going to be in the movie. No, it's it's a it's a sequel. Sequel, but it's a remake from the original, isn't it? Wasn't that no or no? No, because there's an original Wonder Woman. So there's no original Wonder Woman okay. movie. Okay. There's a TV show with the wonderful Linda Carter. That's who okay. Was That's what I'm thinking. Magical. I never watched. It. I don't know if that was a movie or a show. And 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 Linda Carter was a lot different uh, character than 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 Gal Gadot plays her. Can we talk about the bubble? How easy is this to accidentally go in? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that should have been seen a long time ago. Like, like seriously, I was oops, thinking. Oops, I fell in. I yeah. was thinking like, wow, is that the island from Lost? Because it looked exactly like the island from Lost right there. There was, there was no time shifting sideways. I was like, this is the very first time somebody accidentally fell in the bubble, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that kind of almost is a Bermuda Triangle joke. Yeah, I got that. I mean, maybe. I mean, but they kind of dealt with the people who came into their bubble. Yeah. They, 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 yeah it, wasn't, it wasn't like they were surprised that they got in. It wasn't. I don't think it was a physical deterrent so much as a like a mystical deterrent. Yeah. With that being said, I thought that the best part of the whole movie, and I do mean the best part of the whole movie, was the CGI moment between when they're going from like the fog into the the beautiful tropical land of the bubble. Uh, I, I loved how they did that. I loved the you know when they're just reaching their their head through and pulling it back and head through, and, and it's kind of this. The Germans are are, are just kind of like lost in in this moment. Is this World War One? Yeah, this yeah. is World War One. Um, okay, so basically, uh, Steve Trevor, who's played by Chris Pine, he he's being followed by German soldiers. He crashes um, in and about the island, uh, the, the secret place, the bubble. He's saved by uh, Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman learns that Germany is basically marching across the world and is going to take over, uh, you know, parts of their their world eventually. But I, I don't know about I don't know how logical that was, mm-hmm. but uh, they're going to go ahead and take over the world. So she arms herself with the lasso and the sword and uh, basically takes Chris back home to um, to London. And make a deal, pretty much. Well, you know? she yeah. thinks that she can go destroy Ares. 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 Um, so, okay, and so, so she's got this whole okay, so like this was, mythology stuck in her was, head. This is what I, what bothered me about the movie is that I don't think it was clear that she was ever going after Ares. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, I thought it did. I thought I it did too. Well, who was Ares? Did she think Hitler? was Oh there? no, I she mean, was. She no, thought. Oh Hitler. no, no. So she thought that she would go to the front lines, and Ares would just be standing there. Okay. Yeah. So there was never this the is, god of war. This the god of war. Right. There was never like he was never embodied in a person. So when it ended up being David at the end. I was like, where in the hell did this come okay, from? Okay, so that is, I mean, I've got a literal list of all the things that I hated about this movie. But one of the things that really bothered me is that they threw David Thewlis, who, by the way, love David Thewlis, but his character of, of Pat, Patrick, whatever. Um, they make so him Ares, and we're supposed to, to see this coming. Like, there's absolutely zero indication the entire movie that he's the guy. And all of a sudden he shows up and he's all like, I'm, I'm, I'm. Aereased out, and they tried to, to make it like so he was dumb. a warmonger mm-hmm. on the part of the Americans mm-hmm. or a part of the British. Well, like he liked war; were, just he just wanted to have war. Yeah, wanted to have war, which and was I, so freaking I just, dumb. I think that's interesting. It's, okay, so I, it's just an interesting choice, and I think it just shows you how tone deaf the people who are writing these movies are. Mm-hmm. Is that you put something like as important as World War One or World War Two, and say that the people who are defending the world from tyranny and horribleness are the people who want to perpetuate the war. It's like... It, well, see, now, okay, so here's, here's my thought, and, and I'd love to hear anybody else you guys think of it too. I don't think that he was necessarily against or for Germany or the British. I think he just loved this concept of destruction, but then his whole thing at the end... He didn't like the, the human race. He didn't like the human race, and he says, look what they're doing to each other. I'm just here to facilitate. And then he's going to say, boom... Now, now, now! I can rule the earth. I just think that's a terrible message coming out of. I mean, oh, you yeah. could. Uh, there are a lot of words you could pick. I would not pick the Great War and World War Two. Well, well, see, I disgust. but I think it was, it's important I mean, because it's the first. <laughs> it's the first war of this magnitude. magnitude. Yeah, yeah. For sure. but the thing that's the thing about this movie that I'm not really about, and I feel like it took the blueprint from First Avengers, Captain America. Like, I don't want to go in back in time 
to see how they actually were able to develop their powers, whatnot. I'm not a big fan of the first Avengers. I don't want I want my heroes to be in modern time, you know, or something like that. I don't want to have to deal with the Great War or World War Two or if they were fighting on D Day or if they're actually going back to I don't know. So you'd rather have them fight Steppenwolf in the middle of Times Square? With first the of all, exception, you didn't let me finish this part. With the exception <laughs> of Watchmen. <laughs> That's different. That's different. Like, right. Because, you, because, you know. There, Watchmen was amazing. That's such a great, that's a great one. Great movie. But the thing is, is that what I don't like about the DC, and especially this film, is the villains are freaking weak sauce. I can't stand Danny Houston in this character. Like, Agreed. who is he? What does he do? He just does cocaine and it's that's the it? Char- it's crazy? the characterization is completely lacking in this entire movie for everybody. I, yeah, that's exactly. That's the difference between DC and Marvel. I feel like DC, there is no clear cut of. Who is the bad guy here? Like, I feel like okay, it's everyone knows Ares is out there. You had the the feeling of Ares is gonna come, and everyone knows that I was expecting at least it was gonna be Danny Houston, especially him mm-hmm. sniffing the cocaine every two seconds. So that was holding his humor, his human form. I was expecting that, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's just Good some point. guy who who sniffs right. like some yeah. drug, and then like, out of and nowhere, he has no, he, out of nowhere he has this power too. Yeah. It's just, okay, that's not believable. That's I feel like that's DC doing too Which, much. Didn't the, you the feel new like DC, not the old. So, right, no, Eddie, I want to just add, don't you feel like his Danny Houston's power, the strength was ultimately wasted in this entire movie. It was. It's like they made him I almost out to be. They made out yeah. like it would have been so cool. <laughs> just keep it simple. He's the main bad guy. Yep. And like you don't need to make it seem like he's Ares either. Like, that that's one thing. Like I feel like Wonder Woman is the first movie of Greek mythology of a superhero. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't cool to see a little bit, but it was like, okay, this makes it so unbelievable now. I, I thought about Hercules, the movie. I was like, oh, like, <laughs> this is like half man, half human, that this guy's unbeatable. But the reason he has his DC, dad to back him up. The reason the DCU will fail always is because in comics, Superman fighting whoever Superman is fighting or Wonder Woman who are fighting whoever Wonder Woman is fighting isn't on screen. They are gods. They are not going to be defeated by anything that is less powerful than well, them. Is okay now. I, that's why Lex Luthor. But, but that's why Lex Luthor is such a great villain, is because he's a weak, stubborn human who wants to attack Superman and make him into something he's okay. Different. But fill, fill me in then on my superhero misknowledge. Um, Thor. Okay, Thor yeah. isn't he? He's he's a, he's god. a god. Thor is Thor is Thor Kai, is a god. Thor so isn't is god, he the same level? But he's on the same level as all the other worlds that he reigns over, and he can be killed so by be, okay. the other creatures in no, his. That's, that's good. And and honestly, Thor, the reason Thor works is because Thor plays up the fact that he throws a hammer nine thousand feet and it comes back to him and it kills nine hundred enemies at one time and he laughs about it. It's a totally you can't compare the you can't compare the two. They need they need to find a weakness for this for this superhero. Dead, and yeah. Does it realistically and this, sorry, cut you off but overall. the weakness is very simple. It's hu- it's hu- their human side. Their human side. The re- the way you get to Clark Kent is you kill um Jimmy uh, Jimmy Olsen, you kill um, Lois Chris, Lane, so you kill Pine. his mother. So Chris the, Pine, the way you, you the way you mm-hmm. kill yeah, you kill Chris Pine or you attack what's important to her. They you destroy her bubble. Wait a second, Chris Wait, Chris Klein? Chris Pine. Pine. Chris Pine. Wait, he's in he's in eighty four because last yeah. time I saw him he blew no, up. Oh, he's in eighty four. Well actually you didn't yeah. see him blew up, so remember. Oh, they pulled yeah. one of those ones. Ah. Um, and by the way, Doctor Poison is also one of the worst villain characters I've ever seen in my effing life. Yeah. 
Just yeah, like, she was bad. Is that Isabel Maru, Doctor Isabel Maru. She's like, hey, so we're gonna go out and, and make the poison, and we're gonna destroy the world. Yeah. So once you know, again, like, you on. had you kind of had you bounced <laughs> off the formula that was set by First Avenger by Captain America, mm-hmm. and you had um, the beautiful Toby Stevens. To, to, no, Toby. Guy Jones. played Dobby. Toby Jones. Toby Jones playing uh, the character. The, the, the kind of the scientist character, yep. and he was fantastic. Well, I kind of go with it, what Eddie's saying. There's three ultimate bad guys, right? But we don't really know who. Well, I guess it's really two. It's yeah, two. And, we've and got and we've got Danny Houston. We've got Doctor Poison. Yeah, and one of them should and have the, been Ares if they right? wanted Ares. Exactly, because we we are. And this is what I was saying earlier is that we're completely absent to the fact that Ares is this Patrick guy who we see literally for two seconds up on screen, and then all of a sudden. He's the ultimate bad guy. I just I don't see that as being. Uh, I see that as as them saying, "Hey, we're gonna pull a fast one over on the audience and make them everybody go, oh wow, didn't see that coming." But then when you look at it logically, say, "Well, there's no shit way that we saw that coming because it's the dumbest thing ever. Do it's the like, dumbest <laughs> thing ever." Do you guys want to jump to the uh, the battle scene? No, because I think we got to talk about how hot Chris Pine on is. the main battle scene with the World War Light like, and the, 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 the Germans, the trenches, the whole 1917 oh, okay. scene and whatnot. Damn it, you're right, that was good. Because I honestly think that was the best part. The best of the part. Film. She takes one thousand. Yeah, she takes no man's land. Turning part. Of the war. And the music goes yes. in the background. Yes. You know, I'm just like. <laughs> but I do want to kind of throw out there we, we've, <laughs> we've dangled this carrot and we need to talk about Chris Pine real quick because, okay. number one, seeing him holding just clothes over him, I was okay with it. Okay. Anybody else? Him being naked in the. In yeah, the, that part. Uh, that was the director's choice. She was oh, like, man. You were married with two kids, Brandon. I <laughs> am married with two <laughs> kids. She was like, This is What's for all the time that we have these super crazy dumb movies where the girls get naked and then they're just like, Chris Pine, you're going to get naked this time. So What's that? Hold on, but I know. He himself. Oh, you mean the watch? The watch. Well, let's talk about the No Man Land, no yes, man okay. land scene See. because that was like, Okay, there's Wonder Woman. This is what I'm talking about. I want to hear the music kicking ass. Some of the fight scenes was very kind of 300-ish. I'm not going to lie, you know. Mm. Well, it's interesting you say that because, okay, so to me, I I I watched this movie. Great movie. (laughs) And there were were time after time, shot after shot, scene after scene that I watched that, watched this movie. And I'm watching it for the first time. And I said, oh, that's a Zack Snyder ripoff. And that's a Zack Snyder shot. Right. Right. Is that, and and I saw that Zack Snyder was was trying to to meld the He was the master of the DC. Right. And I'm not sure, was he a producer or executive producer? He was an executive producer. So I can see Patty Jenkins was was strongly influenced by the 300 style. And one of the ones, one of the styles that's very Zack Snyder. And I think it, to me, go listen to previous podcasts, I don't think it works in 300. I do think it works more in Watchmen because it's done a lot less. Is the slow motion then sped up film, right? Where it's like the the, the punch happens, it's slow motion, like super slow motion, and then the fall or the flip or whatever happens is super sped up. Um, To me, it's dumb. It's super Zack Snyder. But I feel like Patty Jenkins used that a lot. And so I look at this as this was definitely a, a Zack Snyder wannabe film. And I hate saying that because I'm not saying that Patty Jenkins doesn't have any original thought here but i do think that the, the action scenes were very very much influenced and, by snyder and i think snyder uh, got carried away in man of steel and in uh, batman versus superman and in justice league and in wonder woman with this concept of the fight of the battles of that the, they're gonna have these big they're all the same it's they're 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 all all the characters are they fight the same way. They have these big explosions. They kind of, they kind of get pushed off each other and they fly across the screen. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a very common 
DCU thing where if you look at something like The Dark Knight, you know, I was just thinking about that. It right wasn't now. like yeah. that. It was yeah. very yeah. graphic well, and visceral. It's interesting. Uh, but if just, you look at if you look at if you look at a movie like Captain America. Captain America is a very physical movie. Mm-hmm. It's very close fight scenes. Mm-hmm. He does things with his with his, um, shield. his shield that are, that he manipulates the shield yeah. in order to defeat his enemies. It's not like he's using his power. It's almost like he's embracing his power in guerrilla style warfare. So it's it's interesting how you mention that because what I what I noticed and this is kind of going back to that Zack Snyder is that we get kind of these two shots where you got both characters on the screen at the same time and we see them fight from a distance like we're we're watching it from a distance. Whereas I feel like all the other maybe um, more positively done, better done um, action sequences, like you're talking... Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, w- w- Civil War, the fight between Iron oh, Man and Captain America... But we America don't... don't you, you, yeah. get, you get first-person perspective shots. Right. You, get, you get close-ups on the, 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 the and it's arms physical or whatever. versus physical. It's physical, yeah. right? Like, we feel like we're a part of it, and then we also feel like we're watching it with these. I feel like we're completely set back, and we're watching this, and that's where we get that slow motion sped up yeah. action sequence. Yeah, I felt like they were trying to go with Captain America, the first Avenger movie, with the whole like, oh, I'm Captain America and these are my, this is my crew. <laughs> this is so, my people. It's yeah. the same blueprint, dude. It's the same blueprint. So, but they all had all this like slow motion. Like it was almost cool to see some of the training, but then I was like, okay, it's really slow motion. Like right. this is nonstop. Like the whole movie is half. Slow motion, it kind of got well, funny, and, and, yeah. and part of it is cool. You like, call like, it out almost. I mm-hmm. love when she slides on her knee pads. I love when she uses her lasso. I love that. Yeah, when when she maneuvers her gifts, I think she, it's it's effective on screen, only because it's something new and fresh we haven't seen anymore. I understand, Brandon. It's mm. mythical and mystical. Yeah. I get that, but at the same time, she's different. She's right. a different type of, of and, hero. And so going back to where we started, when she steps up and starts running across no man's land, I mean that. Even me, who genuinely hated this movie, I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. And then, of course, she jumps 300 feet in the air. But yeah. that moment, right, and then she rallies the troops behind her. To me, that's that's one of those few moments in this whole movie where it's just like you lose yourself in, in this movie, in the film. And I don't mean to be political as well like I was in Superman, but Wonder Woman is the same as Superman. They inspire mankind to be better versions of themselves. But, yeah, and you saw that here where she was trying to tell Steve, like, no – this is what I need to do, you know? Right. The whole army pretty much believed in this woman, just like, okay, we're going to go and fight, yeah. you know, and do this. All they need is the light. All they need is to sh- be shown that there is a better way. And they and this is, I think, a huge missed opportunity in this movie because Ares has stated, right, in this movie that he just wants to watch, basically, he facilitates the, the war. Look at what they're doing to each other. Like well, she is the light. The She's the... She's the end of the war. She's the hope yeah. that people can be better than themselves and not go to war. And I felt like that those two themes should have played a have lot more bigger heavily, role, yeah. yeah, in in kind of the movie. I really like that that she she isn't the symbol. And, and so going back to Superman, right? He is a symbol for goodness, right? You would, for you would truth argue, and justice, and right? yeah. She isn't a symbol in this movie. I feel like she is, and maybe it's because she isn't known at this point, and so maybe hopefully in the next movie she'll be. You'll you'll have to let me know because mm-hmm. I'm not seeing that movie. But um, <laughs> I feel didn't you feel like she she isn't necessarily looked at as a symbol? Well, the except thing is, for when this when she gets whole time in this going. movie, she is never as mentioned as Wonder Woman. It's always Diana. Right. So, you know, she doesn't even know what she is or anything like that. Is she like Princess? That. So, so, is she so Princess Diana? But my other criticism really? of the movie is that she, um, as a character, <coughs> can has seemed to choose not to engage. After this, so if you go... That was funny. I'm sorry. 
you missed that. The, 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 you, did you miss that joke that Eddie said? <laughs> that was no. a good. It was really good, actually. That was a good one. It caught me for like. I had to have him explain it. Like, oh wait, did he say Princess Diana? That She's Princess really Diana, good. bro. <laughs> Too soon? Too soon. Yeah. Too, too soon. soon. She's amazing. Uh, and she's amazing in real life, and she's uh, amazing in this movie. Like, as a, I as could a go hero. way too soon, but I'm not going to. I'm just saying. My criticism is, is that from this movie into the Justice League, she seemed, or into uh, Dawn of Justice, she seemed to have laid low and not really done anything. But now we're going to have a 1984 movie. So my is she going to embrace her Wonder Woman-ness, or is she just going to hide in the shadows, which it seems like she's been doing for 100 years? Technically not really, because then in the way that, well, see, we don't, see, that's the thing is, what happens in 1984? Because this one is basically when we go back to the beginning, she's in modern time, I believe, right? And so I guess, was she hiding this whole time? You know, I mean, that's the kind of the well, questions that I we have to I do hope that they fill us in, because, I mean... <laughs> We're talking 1917 well, to what, 1984. That's what was great about... That's uh, a long time. No, then to 2017. Well, right, right, right. But if we're going... I mean, I'm assuming 1984 uh, takes place in 1984? Yeah. Well, yeah. We, we, right, get, so. we get the idea that she's been hiding, right? With the note, right. like, you know, okay, maybe I need to go back and actually start finding my who my true self is and I got to fight yeah. and save the world. And she's in the end of the movie, she leaps out and she's about to actually, you know, be Wonder Woman. But the thing is... What happened from, from then to 1984? Right. You or know? from 1984 to 2017. Yeah. And it's just, it, like, at least with Captain America, he was, b- bitch was frozen. Like, we know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I, okay, so, I, have a choice so I mean, I hear what you guys are saying. And, and to me, I don't have too much of an issue with that because now maybe I'm just hopeful thinking, I don't know. Um, but maybe they weren't necessarily planning on having a, a 1984 movie, but thinking about going straight to 2020 and the, or 2017 and then kind of filling us in at that point. I don't know Which what, made them, what, what made them go yeah. with 84. I guess, you know, that's that's definitely a wait and see. It's a hot, popular um, era right now. And yeah. These are huge. Yeah. Well, I mean, Stranger Things. God love you. Um, okay. So then we get, uh, we're kind of, we're, we're going to skip around a little bit, but let's talk about uh, the death of Chris Pine and kind of what that brings about in Diana herself. I actually love this scene in the end. Like, I don't know what it is, but just when you don't actually hear what they're saying, at, you know, during that whole time, like he's just going off, you know, whatnot, then you actually get an idea of what he was actually saying. Like, I mean, I got to save this, but you could save the world. You know, I'm good, but you you are great. And that seems so good. Like, I wish we had enough time. I wish we had enough time to just be with each other and just like, you know, have that moment. And I actually believe in that love story, even though like, they actually hooked up within like two days actually knowing each other. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go back and ask uh, the other two of you, Eddie and Sean. Yes. Um, one thing I couldn't stand, and again, this is going back to my, my age-old uh, frustration here. Um, characterization or lack of characterization. I didn't feel the the love story as authentic. I th- I found them as maybe they're starting like a little crush, but to have a full on I love you, uh, you know, may- maybe for her since she's never had love, sure, but for him to kind of fall so heavily for, I just didn't see that development happening. She in what we his, saw, she saved his life. Yeah, but that doesn't make me fall in love with well, somebody. Look at speed, man, Keanu Reeves. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I saw Speed too. I 100% disagree with you. I think that th- this, of all the superhero relationships, this one and Pepper Potts and Tony are the ones that, that last. These, this is the one that you yeah, actually... Natalie Portman felt, and, uh, no. and, and Thor? No. The, no, I would, I would agree with that. I saw that one. This relationship... Wow. That's of Thor. This relationship was so... I know it was fast and it was forced. It, no, I did not feel it was forced fake. at all. Didn't feel like it was fake at all. Mm. I felt like it was a genuine uh, love of two people that fit. That he didn't quite fit in his world and she didn't quite fit in her world. And together 
they kind of really suited each other. And he didn't say, I, I love you. I want to have babies with you. He said, I want to spend more time with you. I want to get to know you better. I want to be with you. That is real. That is true. That is authentic. No, no. He said it. He said the word. No, he said, I love you. Yeah. But it was, <laughs> but then when we, I said but it we was, go back to it that. Was, it was not, I love you. Like I want to get in your pants. It was that I, we could have had something really yeah, amazing. Yeah. That's the vibe. And I got that's too. a totally yeah. different, I think more genuine way to approach it. That's why th- this movie worked. Think about uh, Yeah. A man uh, leaving for World War one and saying, I love you too. Of right. somebody buried. I don't yeah. agree. So that's fine. You don't have to agree. That's why you're the country of shock. So the other side of this is, um, this is the same freaking, movie is Captain America. <laughs> I mean, exactly. I it really is. Movie, man. Can we talk about Samir? Because he was the only side character that I enjoyed and loved. Okay, let's talk about Samir. Why are we talking about Samir? I loved him. He was the only character. The uh, the, the Scottish guy, complete waste of space. I didn't understand his character. It's like he's supposed to be this badass marksman. He's a spark. Yeah, he, and then he's a he, sniper who can't, can't shoot. shoot? <laughs> Literally, I saw this Has movie. Have you ever shot? I've he seen this movie. Ready? It was called with a gun. <laughs> yeah, Rudolph on the Red Nosed Reindeer, and he was on the island of Misfit Toys. Hold on, I'm looking at this. Uh, I looked up what happened in 1984. That's pretty major events. So so far, I looked up AIDS breakout and wow, someone you go to and Gandhi was murdered. So I'm like trying to think, <laughs> how are we gonna spin this? <laughs> I think there's a lot more to 1984. Oh, you're talking about 1984. So, okay, so, so another that's thing, what you're doing. Another thing that we didn't really talk about too much, but I think we might need to mention, is uh, we mentioned a little bit, but Danny Houston. Thoughts on Danny Houston as... as oh, one um, of the worst accents I've ever heard in my life. L- Ludendorff. Yeah. He's, like, Ludendorff. he's a good villain. He's not a good villain. He's a good villain. To, I mean, well, back in the early 2000s, he was a good villain with Wolverine. That was a horrible movie. God, and that, he was horrible. In See, I don't horrible. agree with that at all. That was a bad movie. I don't agree. It was a bad. Movie. I agree. Okay, with all I'm saying is, uh, I didn't, I didn't know him enough to not like him. Okay, so, so I'm not saying screen time because you got Darth Vader in in uh, episode Star four. Wars. Star right? Wars. Star Wars. I was trying to. <laughs> I'm so upset right now. Uh, New Hope. I was trying to think of New Hope. He got you got Darth Vader in New Hope. That's on screen for I think it's nine minutes or maybe it's fourteen minutes, something like that. Hardly anything. So it's not about screen time, but it's about screen presence. Like when I saw Danny Houston up there, I literally had no fear, no worry, no anything about him as a bad guy. And you guys get the same vibe or no? No, I just thought he was a coke addict. Just yeah. like you know, that was I it. I thought he was Aries for the longest time. I thought he was I Aries. agree with you. I, I think that I think that Danny Houston is a very dynamic character, no matter what what he's uh, acting in. I d- totally disagree with you that he was, uh, Jeremy, that he was, that, that at X-Men was a bad movie. You're, um, ta- you're talking about the, the or- Wolverine's origins. Yeah. I, I, I mean, Dominique Monaghan was fantastic. Uh, I, I just, I, there's a lot in that movie that I thought was really good. I don't think that the movie was really good because they really messed up the whole character of Deadpool in that movie. Well, we'll get to that. Yes, they week, did. I've <laughs> seen that one. Okay, don't you talk I've about that. I've seen that movie. It was so bad. They ruined, just because they ruined one character doesn't mean that the whole movie. Oh, no, it was a bad movie. And plus, it, you had Gamble in there. Gambit? Gambit? No, that was the second one. I thought that was fantastic. Wait, oh. Taylor Klitsch, was he in the first one? That was the first one. Yeah, oh. I saw that one. Right. He Taylor actually one. went to Jap- the, like, the Japan. On Japan the was the second one. Oh, man. All right. Well, anyway, so she <laughs> ends up uh, fighting and killing Ares uh, and essentially stopping the war in this, after Steve In dies. this battle of all battles between two gods surrounded by fire and flames, yeah, and the, the no, very formulaic no consequences. DCU. It took away from the main story of right? Chris Pine and how the originally and the whole crew was trying to save, uh, trying to save the world with the whole gas trying to be leaked out. And 
I feel like that's that, right. The gas just, part. It was the easiest focus, out ever. Let's just focus on that. Like, but why? can we also say if it blows up in the sky, doesn't the gas fall down and just completely destroy everybody underneath so it? Why not save Ares for? I guess it burned up for huh? part two. If you know this is gonna be part two, right? Just save. You know, that's the god of war. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. he could die that quickly. Like, yeah. Think about it. Like, I, I thought he would be kind of like you know. I thought they would wound him. And they why not back. like have him as like Hitler? You know, like that right. makes more sense. Right. And that like, would have been a good twist. I mean, yeah. or nineteen eighty four Cold War. I mean, yeah, there's a Stalin lot that happened in the eighties, yeah. by the way. Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> you had Indiana Jones like facing like in the, uh, the Last Crusade. Oh my God, we could have had like this whole seriously. huge story. Yeah, Should have dragged out more. I feel like they rushed it, and they rushed all these. Let's let's just, let's just pack it with villains. Pack it with villains. And that's that's I think is is kind of the knee jerk reaction today is just. Uh, do have as much going on screen as you possibly can to, to, to keep away from getting to know the actual characters. Mm-hmm. So. And I, I feel like, and in the very end, you see kind of what uh, Diana connect with the the crew right after yeah. uh, Chris Pine Steve died, um, and then it was kind of like a what really happened to Steve? Did he die? Because I had this, I, I did have this think like. Well, you didn't really see him die. Well, no, no, but I get what you're saying. Like, if if we don't see something happen on screen in these types of movies, like, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. And and uh, I kind of like that part. By the oh, way, oh, I, I mean, I would agree. There's nothing better than Gandalf coming back in two, in two towers. What? <laughs> no, we're talking about that. Eventually, I'm just going to say it now on air, and you're going to keep this in here in the final cut. <laughs> we are going to do Lord of the Rings at some point. At some point, stay tuned. Jeremy. I feel like that's a great Christmas movie, by the way. Oh, I agree. <laughs> vote, guys, Jeremy. vote when the when the when the voting opens. Vote for all three. Oh, happiness! And that brings us to the end of our review. Now it's time for the podcast where each of the hosts provides their score on our scale of zero to five. Eddie, can you take us through our I love scale? My part here. Oh yeah, this all is right. Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> zero, the perfect movie. You don't need shit to enjoy it. Am I supposed to still cuss? No, I think we're saying shit. Because uh, we've one, also, a feel-good first cocktail. Two, a happy buzz. Three, you're going to Uber or Lyft and home. Four, a rough morning walk of shame. Five, you black out, shit face, spring break drunk. Gentlemen, let's start with Brandon. Oh, not a good one to start with. I know. Okay, that's well, I've already got my score on this one, so um, I'm going to try to be quick because I know that sometimes I just rant when I hate something. So I'm just going to go and keep it quick. I hated this movie. I absolutely hated this movie. Wait, wait, I, and make, make sure you don't like you know. Be no, no, palpitate. Did you not like this movie? I hated this movie, and the reason I hated this movie is because I went into watching this movie with such high hopes, like legitimate high hopes. I had heard great things about it. I am. I, I was. I was so excited because I don't watch superhero movies. I intentionally stay away from superhero movies unless it's Batman. Um, and so when I finally got the chance to do it for this podcast, I was like, finally, I get to watch this movie, and I have a reason to watch it. And so. Literally five minutes in the movie, though, I realized that this was just another run-of-the-mill Marvel DC knockoff joke of a film, and I really do mean joke of a film. It's a movie where the sense that you can go and you can enjoy it, you can watch your, watch the movie, eat some popcorn, and feel like you're transported to another world. But does it have any kind of bearing on on life? No. And I know that Sean, you'll you'll disagree that and say that movies aren't supposed to have a necessary bearing on life, but I do think that there needs to be some kind of purpose to this uh in a storytelling telling realm um i mean between the terrible cgi between the completely pointless and, and really non-existent story um something we didn't even talk about is do we really need you know 45 minutes of an exposition for um for an origin story i don't think we do 
Um, so I'm just going to keep it short and just say this was a terrible movie that I, I will never, ever watch again. And I won't watch any <laughs> any of the incarnations or, or uh, the sequels or anything else that has anything to do with uh, this movie. And so with that, I am going to go ahead and give it a uh, – I'm going to be nicer than Superman because Superman literally hurt my heart. Uh, and this one just hurt my soul. So this is a four. This is a, walk, a rough morning walk of shame. Jeremiah? Four? Four. If I, I mean, I really would love to give it a seven, but I'm just going to give it a four. Because <laughs> Gal Gadot, which were great, and, and Chris, Chris Pine, great. Gal Gadot's worth a three. I'll just, just, oh, just, just yeah. a three. She's like a. No, I'm saying bringing in just a shit movie up to a three. Oh, <laughs> she brought a seven up to a four. Put it that way. Um, I remember being about this movie when I first saw this in the theaters, but seeing it the second time around, I mean, I just kind of was not really about it. I think that it was just very heavy on CGI. The story was pretty thin. It took the blueprint, like I keep saying, from the first Avenger. I swear, I thought I was watching, like, you know, Captain America. Uh, I think the movie falls pretty much at the third act. I think the villains are some of the worst villains that you'll see on a comic book screen and whatnot. However, I do think that Gal owns this part. She is Wonder Woman. I think that she's awesome. I think Chris Pine and Gal have amazing chemistry, and I think Chris Pine is a movie star. I think this movie did break grounds for like you know for comic book films, for like for female presidents and things like that. I feel like this movie was a little bit overrated, but I am very like excited to see Wonder Woman eighty four, maybe because I just love the eighties, and I'm actually really excited that she's gonna be in a modern time story where I'm like looking forward to that. So to me, this was about a nineteen eighty four modern time. Don't you dare it's start with the two. It's seriously better than 1917 or whatever that. What era. is your? No, what is, I love. What is your World problem with time travel? Gosh, <laughs> and broke ground. It broke ground. I disagree. This movie was one of the highest. I've said my this piece. This movie saved DC universe. No, it seriously, didn't, it didn't save it for a minute. Okay, so, so you're starting with a two. <laughs> Go ahead. Please tell me there's something after that two. It's a 2.75 for me. Thank you. Brandon, two drinks. Brandon, don't, a shot. don't try to influence other people. Yeah, that's oh, true. I'm not. Oh please! Yeah, Eddie. So, yeah, it's a tea drink with an extra shot, and give me another extra shot on top of yeah. that. A sloppy shot. You're sloppy licking shot. the. the, the <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Ed. Go ahead. That's okay. All right, gentlemen. Let's. <laughs> it was uh, it was an interesting plot. I felt like they were a little bit all over the place in the very beginning, and it was really slow. And it was okay. Where are we going with this? With is it Greek mythology? I got a lot of vibe of like Hercules the movie a little bit. I was like, okay, <laughs> zero yeah. The hero. yeah, it was like zero the hero, and it was just like okay, and but it's, you know then Gail uh, Diana Princess Call Diana, um, she saw uh, uh, she saw somebody die on the on the beach. So I I was a little like oh okay like maybe it is a little bit gonna bring it's pulling me back a little bit. It, so it was a, it was one of those movies that you had high hopes. You did. De- you definitely had high hopes, and it made a lot of money. So it was like I never watched this movie prior to this day. Um, I watched it this morning. I want to keep it. Why are you dripping, um, Brandon? <laughs> so I really love the actress and the actor, uh, Chris Pine. Who doesn't like Chris Pine? Uh, and they are the reasons why probably this movie does uh, uh, to enjoy the movie a little bit. Without them, this movie would definitely flopped. Um, if I say flip or flip a flop, this movie definitely flopped in the end. I just felt like the, <laughs> the whole God War in the middle of uh, World War One was kind of just it was just wasn't needed. He already had some villains. Same thing like everyone's saying. It's kind of like a Captain America first Avenger movie. Uh, I didn't like uh, Wonder Woman's 
her crew. I felt like they could have been more just cool, and they they made them all funny, and they all had this you know this weird vibe to it. It's like you, you needed Bucky. Where's Bucky? I need. She needed a Bucky. And it was Chris Pine, but she kissed Bucky, and Bucky died in this movie. It was, it was weird. <laughs> um, so like, I'm gonna give this movie a three point five. So I'm giving it uh, you're in the Uber looking home with a shot, and it was very close to a four, but I'm gonna give it a three point five. I I respect you as a person, Ed. I'm gonna I'm gonna find, I'm gonna say Sean. something I'm gonna say something that might be a little controversial. Did you give it zero? No, okay. God no. <laughs> I do not believe that Wonder Woman was the problem with this movie. I don't think Gal Gadot. Story was. I don't think yeah. Well, I don't, story was. I don't think Gal Gadot and her portrayal of Wonder Woman had any any bearing on my score. She's a good Wonder Woman. She's wonderful. Yes. She's great. Just as I thought Henry Cavill was a pretty good Superman, the story, the direction, the tone, the the color, uh, the music in this one was really good. Everything that they surrounded her with was terrible, except for Chris Pine, who was a a flash of brilliance in the middle of a, an otherwise mundane landscape. Um, Gal Gadot is, I think, going to go down as one of the most beautiful heroines of all time, and she will make great movies outside the MC or the DCU. Are you hoping she's listening? Uh, no, no, she's. Okay. I'm really hoping for Death on the Nile. I really, we're pretty excited I, for I'm that really movie. Excited for that one. Um, and actually, there's another movie called Rebecca coming out, and I wish she was the girl in that one too. But that doesn't matter. God, that, if you uh, want to be a guest host on this show, go ahead. Come on. <laughs> anyway, so her portrayal of Wonder Woman, absolutely fantastic. I thought um, if you compare her to someone like Ca- Captain Marvel, uh, Brie Larson, no doubt who's the better, who the better actress, who the better story, who the better portrayal was. And that's really what I'm doing is I'm comparing those two movies because I think they're very similar. Um, this movie, the, the problem I have with DCU is the tone and the colors and the villains and the overall lack of playfulness and lack of hope that superheroes are supposed to imbue. When Superman comes onto the screen, you're supposed to believe in truth and justice in the American way. When Wonder Woman comes on the screen, you're supposed to believe that she's got a lasso of truth for God's sakes. Anyway, I'll get off my high horse. This movie is a 4.5. It is the uh, the worst that DC has to offer. I want. I would like to go back to the days of the Phantom. I would like to go back. I'm sorry, not 4.5, 3.5. Oh, excuse I thought you me. did it worse than excuse me, and I was like, me. what the heck? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. 3.5, 3.5, 3.5. Wow. Your Uber lifting home with an extra shot. I apologize. But uh, I'm with I'm with Jeremy here. This is the second time I've watched it. The first time I thought it was really good. This time, I was just blown away by how bad everything except for Gal Gadot and Chris Pine were. So, that's my score. Eddie, when you... you sure uh, it wasn't a 4.5? No, 3.5. Like I agree with you more there. I'm sorry. Eddie, when you uh, combine our scores, my 3.5, uh, Brandon's 4, Zim- Jeremy's 3.75, and you're 3.75. I was a 3.5. Oh, 3.5? Yes. What do you get when you divide all those okay, by four? Let me, put, let me do my calculations. I don't know how you say you don't have a big part. This is the most important part oh, of yeah. the whole... Everyone's okay. just like, Eddie, come on, damn it. <laughs> Everyone has a fucking cal- I mean, a calculator. Come on. <laughs> you three, think I have the power. 3.4... Three seven five. Three point four three seven five. And uh, since we all round up in this, Jeremy, where does that put us on the pantheon of movies that we've reviewed so far? Yeah, it's in the low part. (laughs) (laughs) It's right between Maverick and The Big Lebowski. Yeah, that's that's about where. (laughs) I'd recommend watching it, but so it's better than Superman. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd I'd go with that because I definitely rated it higher than Superman. But um, Sean was so upset he wants Superman uh, to be better. Point Break is actually better than this movie. Yes. Oh my God. Uh, you know what? No, I would rather watch Point Break because I would get more enjoyment. <laughs> I out would. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, if you enjoyed our review, Wait, I didn't like how you guys agreed with that. Part. Ah, <laughs> what the hell was that? What the hell was that? I think we should do a Brian Cox movie at some point coming up. All right, if you've what? enjoyed our review or a fan of the podcast, we ask that you please subscribe wherever you're listening Two and weeks. leave us a five-star review. And please leave us a physical review wherever you have a chance. This is very important. It helps the podcast grow. Tell your friends. Please tell your tell your mothers and fathers and sisters and yes. brothers. and co-workers. Every, listeners. Yeah, co-workers. We please need share us. We've actually been growing pretty significantly in the last couple of uh, couple of months. Uh, it's been very fun to watch more and more people listen. We want more and more subscribers. We don't do this for the money. We do this because yeah, four, there's no money here. Yeah, there's no money. There's here money because four guys like to sit around and talk about. We pay. We pay for the alcohol. No. Yeah, we do yeah. this because seriously, we're a bunch of guys that love being next to each other and having drinks and talk shit and talk love about our films. And I mean, it, I would say it costs me money every every week with the pizza. Anyway. <laughs> It's good pizza, uh, by the way. Eddie, do you have stuff to say? Yeah, we just want to give a shout out to uh, Belton, Missouri, New York, New York, and Brampton. New York. Yeah, New York, New York. New York, New York. Yeah. Yep. And Brampton, Ontario. Uh, Brampton, I'm... Ontario? Yeah, Canada? Say... Yes. A. Nice. A. Oh, I love you guys, eh? Yeah. Uh, Belton, Missouri. Did I say it right? No, it's not. Yeah, it's yeah. Belton, Missouri. No. Thank you, Missouri. Is I that by uh, the art? Uh, the art? Was Unfortunately, it? I don't want to sound like I don't make our, our listeners in Missouri get upset or and whatnot, but lot, uh, I have no idea what that. I've never been in that it's area. Missouri. Is it Missouri? I don't know. Bullshit. Uh, all right. If you're Missouri. interested, you can yeah. leave. Uh, you. you can find Missouri. us on Instagram. Thank you, New York. Thank you, Ontario. The Dot Gentleman Podcast. You can visit our website at thegentlemanpodcast.com or if you. Uh, Want you can reach out to us by email at hosts with an S H O S T S at the gentleman For legal reasons, we don't condone or encourage anyone under the age of 21 to drink along with us. And of course, because we live in a ridiculous society where people are stupid, stupid, stupid. we must ask you please don't drink and drive if you're listening to us in the car or if you're using the lasso of truth. Nope. No, 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 just end it now. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers.